0: Welcome to Linda's Life Lessons podcast. As a teaching professor, my students often tell me that their favorite part of class was when I chatted with them in what they called Linda's Life Lessons. I would take five or 10 minutes at some point in class, not every day, and chat about things that had come up, maybe in one-on-one meetings with students in my office or a question asked in class. There's pretty much nothing out of bounds. We talk about it. In these podcasts, I share tips for students and parents, helpful guidance through the college years, and a few stories along the way. We chat about situations students have found themselves in and how we navigated it. Along the way, we talk about some do's and don'ts for parents, too. Okay, let's get started. Welcome to Linda's Life Lessons Podcast. In this episode, we continue our chat about your business personality, In the last episode, we talked about and considered whether we are an introvert or an extrovert. For reference, I'm an extroverted introvert. I love my alone time, but I am able to and even enjoy being an extrovert at times. After that, we talked about your chronotype. As I mentioned, the link to the chronotype quiz is available in last episode's show notes, and it'll be available in this episode's show notes as well. Today we're going to continue the business personality conversation and talk about three additional assessments that help you to put together the bigger picture of who you are in a business context. So let's talk about communication styles. Your communication style will factor into different aspects of your work life, such as how you choose your business partners, who you hire, clients you like to work with, programs you create, and even your marketing materials. According to Mark Murphy of LeadershipIQ.com, there are four broad categories of communication styles. Analytical. You base your decisions on numbers and facts, rather than emotions or feelings. Functional. You are very detail-oriented and prefer step-by-step plans and outlines. You endlessly examine and consider every single detail. Intuitive. You're a big-picture person. You really only care about the outcome, not the details of how you get there. Personal. You value emotional connections and easily build them by recognizing how people feel and how they think. None of the communication styles are bad, and any communication style can work in business. The reason we consider this is because some styles will work well with yours and others will drive you crazy. For example, If you are an analytical communicator, a personal communicator, such as myself, will pretty much drive you crazy with their focus on feelings. If you're an intuitive communicator, you're going to get pretty bored by a functional communicator. The link to the communication style quiz is in the show notes. Let's chat a bit more about communication styles. When I led my sales team, honestly, there were people on my team who sort of drove me crazy. I am a very personal communicator, which probably isn't a surprise to you if you are a regular listener. One of my best salespersons was a functional communicator. Any presentation they did was full of teeny tiny details and step-by-step plans. My sales presentations lasted between half an hour and one hour, and their sales presentation lasted three hours. Not exaggerating. I could never have sat through a three-hour sales presentation, but this person had raving fans and was very successful. My guess is the fans were also functional communicators. Honestly, it took me a bit to adjust to this person's style. I had to recognize that if I asked them to present at a meeting, the presentation was going to be very detailed, and I learned to budget more time for their presentations. This isn't a person to schedule at the end of a meeting, because it'll be challenging for them to keep everyone's attention. Schedule them earlier in the day. I'm married to an analytical communicator. All these years in, we've clearly figured out how to make it work, but I can't begin to count the number of times he has encouraged me to feel less, to basically dial it in, and be more analytical. I definitely can be a more analytical communicator, but my default communication style is personal. My boss is analytical. When I'm prepping for a meeting with him, I'm preparing the numbers and facts and mixing in the personal feeling stuff, too. I structure my delivery so the focus is more on the facts and figures. You will want to be familiar with your coworkers' communication styles, too, because you will want to tailor your messages, your presentations, and proposals to meet their style, their communication preferences. Okay, let's talk now about management styles. This is another component of being successful in business. Knowing your management style helps you to be aware of how you work best so your work life fulfills you and meets your needs. Dr. Kurt Lewin at the University of Iowa, who is known for his studies on management, has determined that we all fall into one of three basic management types. Democratic, a leader who's open to the opinions of the team, who readily accepts thoughts and ideas from others, and is approachable in their management style, authoritarian, a leader who is about control, who sets a high standard, and who expects total conformity, and delegative, a leader who is laid back, who is happy to have team members take care of things and fully expects them to be done without the need for constant check-ins. The delegative manager really works well with self-starters. The democratic leader is considered to be the most effective because they are open to new ideas and ways of doing things, which is motivating to their team, and the company culture is generally positive. Highly successful businesses are typically led by authoritarian types of managers. Steve Jobs is a very famous example of an authoritarian leader. Employees in these businesses are often unhappy and stressed out. Delegative leaders often have very happy employees. But the business probably doesn't grow as fast because no one is really running things. Ideally, a business leader has a healthy mix of all three management styles and brings in each style as needed. Knowing which type of leader you are, most of the time, will help you better choose who to work with in terms of assistants, partners, and even your clients. So let's talk a little more about each style of leader. Democratic leaders actively seek out team members and business partners who readily bring new ideas to the group and are excited by changes in direction, who are comfortable questioning ideas or plans, and who work together to improve the business. They know that everyone wins when the leader wins. Authoritarian leaders actively seek out team members who do exactly as they are told. There is a system that works. They seek team members who need a lot of direction because there is one way to do things, and they will seek people who have little to no entrepreneurial drive, who are focused on just doing their job. Delegative leaders seek people who will work well independently, because the leader doesn't want to have to oversee every little thing. A delegative leader seeks team members who live by the philosophy of, it's easier to beg forgiveness than ask permission, And they want to work with people who are entrepreneurial in nature because they understand each other. My leadership style sort of depends on what I'm doing and which hat I'm wearing. When I'm teaching, I'm pretty authoritarian, but I have a democratic side to me as well. When I had my store, I was much more delegative in my approach, really embracing the entrepreneurial natures of the people I worked with. As a business owner, I actually had to rein that tendency in at times because I learned that I needed to provide more direction. You'll likely find that your management style continues to evolve, depending on the job you currently have. The last business personality assessment I want to talk about often raises eyebrows because we're going to talk about knowing your love language. People are like, love languages are for relationships, not business. Well, what is business if not a relationship? Each person has a love language that they prefer let's first talk about the love languages themselves and then we'll talk about why and how they might and do pertain to your business life the five languages you can read the book the five love languages by gary chapman the five love languages are words of affirmation acts of service receiving gifts quality time and physical touch now the application of the love languages is different at work for sure the love languages in a business setting are words of affirmation, acts of service, tangible gifts, quality time, and appropriate physical touch. Appropriate physical touch? Well, you probably can't go around cuddling with your team members, but you could offer a high five or a handshake or even a hug. Armed with the information about your love language, you'll be better equipped to choose the right team members, help your team grow and improve, and encourage your team to make positive changes where needed. Remember, It isn't always money that motivates people. Often, all it takes are words of encouragement or a small, heartfelt gift. If you know the love languages of your team or coworkers, you can better show your appreciation. A team that knows they are appreciated will be loyal to you and your business for years to come. When I was managing my sales team, I was responsible for training and motivating my team. They were a high-performing group, some of the top sellers in the company. I held monthly meetings, and part of the meeting was about recognition. I had to figure out what worked for my team. This was before I learned about love languages. But what I ended up doing was figuring out each person's love language. For example, Sherry was all about the money. She wanted money for her efforts. She wanted a cash bonus, and everything she did was to get that. Jane wanted the recognition. To have her name in the newsletter, to come to the front of the room and have everyone recognize her and celebrate her success. Carol just wanted me to spend time with her, a lunch together where I mentored her. Learning what motivated each person helped me be a better manager, and I relied on the love languages to help me. So take the different business personality assessments. As a reminder, the links to the assessments are in the show notes. Taking these assessments, will help you understand what makes you work most efficiently and effectively, what will make you happier and more fulfilled at work, and when you're most comfortable when it comes to working with others. Figure these things out and you will love your business life. Even better, you'll be more successful because of it, because knowing your personality and business will help you work better with coworkers and clients. I hope that this chat about your business personality has been meaningful for you. The links to the quizzes are in the show notes, so be sure to check out the show notes. And if you found value in this episode, would you please share it with your friends? Would you do me a favor and subscribe to the Linda's Life Lessons podcast? I love to hear from you, so take a moment to write a review. Connect with me on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to find your happy, love what you do, and make a difference. See you next week. When I'm teaching... I end the week of classes with this message that I will now leave with you, my friend. Have a lovely, fantastic, and fun weekend, and please come back to me safely. See you next time.